What's up, guys? Welcome to What's the Word. Howdy. Howdy. Howdy do. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> Welcome to What's the Word. We got a good word today. I know. Amen. You know what's really funny? If you saw that um, that thumbnail, how high will godly vision take you? My way. <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> yes. I'm so sorry. When we did research on the, you know the title yeah. and the name today, the first thing that happens is, what was the? Uh, will weed make you closer to God? <laughs> <laughs> will weed make you closer to God? <laughs> no, no, it won't. We can answer that question pretty quickly. But <laughs> Amen. How high? Uh, That's not what we're talking about today. No, no. There is a drunk in the Holy Ghost. I will give you that. Mm-hmm. But that's... Uh, that's different. That's different. <laughs> How high? People, people are looking for any way that they can you know, mm-hmm. ma- give to their flesh. And uh, a lot of people have been looking for ways. It's funny what people try to get basically permission to go and do. Mm-hmm. And uh, we should be, you know, the truth is about Christianity, we should be looking for ways to be more godly, not looking for ways to be more fleshly, but yeah. that's really funny. You know? yeah. Maybe I'll have to address that sometime. <laughs> Can I smoke weed as a Christian? Is that really a question? Like, that's, yeah. that's a legit question today. People, yeah. That's how screwed up. We've gotten in yeah. our our churches in America. <laughs> wow. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. We've been we've been talking about uh, increased vision mm-hmm. and increased um, just increase in our life. Yeah. And one of the things I wanted to do today was connect. What are the tangible things and the tangible areas that we can actually reach for and grab a hold of in our life? Um, According to the Word of God, that increased vision will take us. In other words, what are the heights that increased vision and increase from God will take us to? And uh, taking a look at that, because you have multiple things. You, You actually have increase in our physical life. You have it in the spiritual life. You have it in our mental uh, all of these things, but that increased vision is a big deal, and God wants us uh, to look at that uh, and look at how do we increase in our lives, which is what we've been talking about for pretty much the whole year in a sense. Yeah. It's, all of it has been drawn to that. And um, so it. what are some of the things? So I think a lot of times what happens is people will disconnect. They'll get spiritual on things. But they'll they'll disconnect from the tangible realities that God wants to bring in their lives. So, in other words, like they'll take uh, a scripture or a promise, like Jesus was made poor that you might be rich, and they'll they'll spiritualize it and they'll turn it into just Spiritual spiritually riches. rich. Yeah, and um, they'll take you know Third John one two, beloved above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Yeah. And they spiritualize it, and so they think it's like just this you know aura that they sit in on Sunday morning or yeah. something. That's it's talking about you being prosperous yeah. and being rich in every area yeah. of life. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking when uh, it, well, who was it? Elisha. You know, there was a drought in the land and he yeah. said I hear the sound of an abundance of rain you know and yeah and he sends Gehazi to look Gehazi looks there's no cloud go again go again go again yeah and at that point 
I feel like a lot of Christians will say, maybe it's supposed to be like a spiritual refreshing, a spiritual rain. That's a like great they'll start, point. Yeah. They'll start to superficialize the promise yeah. or the word that they've even heard. Yeah. You know, it's a superficial thing. And honestly, if we have superficial faith, it'll only reap superficial results. But supernatural faith reaps supernatural, yes. tangible results. Yeah. Well, and one of the things, when you look in First uh, John, right? First John chapter 1 and verse 1 through 4, you actually see where John says, uh, the, these things that we're telling you about, these are things we saw, mm -hmm. we touched. In other yeah. words, it wasn't like in a sweet by and by. It wasn't just super spiritual. Yeah. These were tangible items. Yeah. Um, I'm reminded of Elijah, when he was when he passed away, mm -hmm. he was buried in a cave, and they throw the young man in the cave who was dead, yeah. and the tangible nature mm -hmm. of the anointing of God brought the young man back to life. Yeah. Uh, the tangible blessing of God mm -hmm. brought Lazarus back to life. Yeah. Uh, brought the young man back to life. Brought the young girl back to life. Mm -hmm. There was a tangible nature. Yeah. And so what are the what are the heights that God wants us to reach to and to touch, not just yeah. talk about. Yeah. Not just talk about, not just get the, you know, Holy Ghost goosebumps over, mm -hmm. but actually walk in and see. Um, you know, we have here today, we have uh, Kevin Buck his tangibly had fibromyalgia, mm -hmm. taken medicine for it, yeah. hurt in pain, limited in life. Mm -hmm. But the heights of God's goodness mm -hmm. was to heal him. Yeah. You know, a year and a half ago, completely healed now, no medicine, and God wants to do the same for you. It's not, he's not wanting to hold it back. He wants this vision of who he is when we're talking. Think about this. Uh, when we've been talking the last few weeks about the unlimited nature of God, mm -hmm. the unlimited nature of God, that unlimited nature of God is not only there for us just to revere Him, mm -hmm. but that nature of God is also there for us to touch that, yeah. you know, to receive mm -hmm. manifested healing, manifested prosperity, mm -hmm. manifested protection, yeah. you know, receive these things. Um, I'm reminded of when I was young and, you know, my, my dad and mom were praying uh, for us and God performs a miracle mm -hmm. to save the life of myself mm -hmm. and my brother and sister. Mm -hmm. And had that not been tangible, I wouldn't be sitting here today. Yeah. And there would be no boomerang church. There would be no, you know, lunch plus. There wouldn't be what's the word because yeah. I would have been dead at the age of, you know, 12 or 13, 11, 12, yeah. 13, somewhere in there. Yeah. So God wants these, uh, this vision that's increased. He wants us to see where he is so that those things can manifest in our life. And so yeah. how high, what does that look like? And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Where does the rubber meet the road? What, where is the tangibility to what he wants us to have? And the first thing is I want us to look at this again. Uh, let's look at Ephesians chapter 1. And I want you to see this. I want you to see uh, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing yeah. in heavenly places. Now, I want you to hold your place there and go to Hebrews uh, chapter 11 and verse 3. So 
A lot of times people will read a verse like that, we're blessed with every spiritual blessing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am so impressed with the neatness of your highlighter. Um, very, very well done. I worked hard. Wow. You took your time. I did. <laughs> Mine doesn't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. So anyway, in Hebrews chapter 11 and, and verse 3, we mm -hmm. see this. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen, in other words, what's seen, what's physical, what's tangible, what we can touch, yeah. was not made out of things which are visible. So what we see here in verse uh, 3 of Hebrews 11 is that when God blesses us with a spiritual blessing, it empowers the spiritual to be made manifest yeah. in the physical. Mm -hmm. So when you change the spiritual, the root of all things, mm -hmm. according to that verse, is spiritual. Yeah. And when you change the spiritual root, you can change the physical fruit, yeah. right? And you can put that in the comments. When you change the spiritual root, mm -hmm. then you can change the physical fruit. Yeah. All right, so when he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing, he has changed every spiritual root. That means every physical fruit can change, mm -hmm. and that's why it's important to know the heights mm -hmm. that he has actually made available to us because how will we overcome the world or overcome the lack or move up to the heights of it if we don't apply faith yeah. to what he's done? Mm -hmm. But when we've seen that he's changed every spiritual root, mm -hmm. well, that means every physical fruit can now change. I just mm -hmm. need to know what that is. Yeah. I need to know those heights. I need to know, I need to have vision and increase vision for that. Yeah. So now the issue is, what spiritual fruit has he changed in your health? What spiritual fruit has he changed in your protection? Mm -hmm. What spiritual fruit has he changed in your finances? Yeah. What spiritual fruit has he changed in your business, in your destiny, yeah. uh, in, in the plans that he has for you? Yeah. What spiritual fruit is there? So, and, and ultimately, the answer is he's changed everything. Yeah. He has changed everything. Everything. Yeah. And if you go over into Peter, it says, He's already granted us everything, everything mm -hmm. pertaining to life and godliness. So if it comes to something that our life touches mm -hmm. and, and our walk in godliness, yeah. He's already given us everything. Mm -hmm. And just put that in the comments. Mm -hmm. Jesus has already given me everything I need. It's already been given. Yeah. Everything. All right, so then, and then what you find here in, the, in Ephesians, as you go on down in Ephesians 1, you have Paul praying for the church. And I want you to see this. God has changed so much. He's increased our vision and our destiny so much that the Holy Ghost through Paul says, Paul, you got to pray this way. How, how did Paul pray? How did the Holy Ghost tell Paul to pray for the church? He said, I've, I've changed your position so much. I've changed your future, your destiny so much. I've changed your vision so much. I've changed that spiritual root so much. You must pray this way. Yeah. Here's how you have to pray. He says, I, I make mention of you in your prayers in verse 16, verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you, the church, a spirit of wisdom and of revelation and in the knowledge of him. 
In other words, he says, I've got to pray that your wisdom will, will increase. Yeah. Your revelation and the knowledge of him will increase on a supernatural level. In other words, yeah. we're not praying for a natural wisdom, yeah. a natural revelation. Yeah. I'm going to have to pray for supernatural revelation to come to you to see what's yours. Yeah. And this, this is what the Holy Ghost said. Think about that. Think, think about that. And this is for every member of the church, and it's an ongoing thing. I'm going to show you that it's an ongoing thing. He says in verse 18, the Holy Ghost, through Paul, says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. In other words, light will shine on the core of who you are so that you will see fully what is to be seen. Okay? Vision. Vision, yeah, vision. So that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. In other words, there's an inheritance of the glory of God. Think about that. If God shows up, like if he physically manifests right here in this room and his glory invades woof, like this, Nobody in here is standing. Mm -hmm. We are wiped out by the glory. Yeah. I mean, we're wiped out by the glory of God. It's yeah. going to be something, right? Mm -hmm. And he's saying, your inheritance is a part of my glory, yeah. supernatural glory of God, and it's the inheritance of every believer. Mm -hmm. And so Paul's having to pray here, and the Holy Ghost is saying, you're going to have to have your eyes open supernaturally. You won't be able to see it just with logical, physical thinking. I'm going to have to open it up in your spirit. And, I, and he's telling Paul, Paul, by the Holy Spirit's direction, pray for the church, pray for believers that the Spirit of God will open it up supernaturally so they can really get a taste of how high that vision is. He says, I'm, I'm going to have to pray because you're not going to get it normal. You're not going to get it through a college. You're not going to get it through school. You're not a worldly school. Yeah. It's not going to come that way. Yeah. It's only going to come when the Holy Ghost opens you up and all of a sudden you see on a different level. And I think that's been happening. You know, the foolishness of preaching is the Holy Spirit yeah. expounding on the Word. And so even as we've started this year talking about increase and leadership and all of, and vision, uh, as we preached, I've had multiple testimonies come back to me and say, oh, I got something. That opened up my eyes to it. That's yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. That's why we place ourselves in positions like this. Yeah, these things are spiritually discerned. Yes. Spiritual yeah. things are spiritually discerned. They're, like you were saying, it's not, you don't discern them logically. Yes. Because like, like you were saying, you know, increasing your vision, you know, we've been talking about that so much recently, but a logical thinking person is not going to think on a God level right. of thinking. It, it has to be spiritually discerned. The yes. guys of our understanding need to be enlightened. God needs to show us these things yeah. Sp through our spirit, not through our mind or yeah. through our flesh. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the things that, that trips a lot of people up is that they, they try to logic things out before they can receive them by faith. That's been, yeah. that's been my ditch, you know, yeah. where like I need to logically understand this fully before I can actually receive it by faith. But but how many of the things that Jesus did were logical? You know, like yeah. the people that were logical thinking were the ones he rebuked like yeah. often, yeah. you know? Um, like how could, like Moses, logically, he's leading millions and millions of people up to this, this sea. Yeah. He's, he, he's being, all that he's being led by is being spiritually discerned because 
we're going up to the sea, the Egyptians are coming our way, like what the heck are we going to do? Yeah. And so logically, and you see the people operating logic. Oh, you just sent us out here to die. You, you know, they're, they're yeah. operating logic. They're not operating faith. You see God's mercy there because, yeah. you know, they weren't in faith. But what happened? God, spiritually, God showed him, raise your staff. And then when he raised his staff, God, with the breath of his nostrils. <laughs> yes. And then, and then there yeah. it is. It, it's, it opens wide, you know. But it, he had to be walking in the spirit, not in logic, not because lo God doesn't operate in a logical way. I mean, um, I mean, he, he operates in a spiritual way. Uh, he, it, uh, what is it? Proverbs three, five, and six: Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean yeah, not on your own right. understanding. Lean not on your logic. Yes. But in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He'll direct your paths. How yes. will He direct your paths? As many as are led by the Spirit of God. It's spiritually. Discerned. That's right. These are the sons of God. So we need to understand. It's not. We don't have to logically understand it all before we can move in faith. Yeah. We just have to have the Word take a hold of the Word, and then we, and move on the Word. Yeah, and allow a supernatural mm -hmm. revelation to come, yeah. which, if you think about it, if we actually move back to logic, mm -hmm. we're resisting that supernatural revelation mm -hmm. in that way. That doesn't mean that we don't have a brain for a purpose and that we don't have you know, wisdom for a reason, but the greatest wisdom is the wisdom of God, yeah. not the wisdom of men, mm -hmm. right? And so we have to resist moving into logic, worldly logic, fleshly logic, if we're going to walk in heavenly vision, godly vision in that way. All right, so now what you see here is in verse 19, he says, so in verse 18 he says, what, what is it that I'm wanting you to see and that the Holy Ghost needs to open up? Is the riches of the glory of God, verse 19, what is the surpassing greatness, so not just greatness, yeah. but surpassing greatness yeah. of His power to who? Toward us who believe. Yeah. Not, not toward us who preach. Mm -hmm. Toward us who believe. That's every believer. That's every Christian. Yeah. So here, I want you to see this. This is what Paul's saying. I want you to see just how much. He's going to take his glory, his essence, his anointing. His, he's going to pour it on you. And then he's going to give you a supernatural power yeah. on the inside of you. He's going to put that in you. You're going to be able to do things other people can't do. You're going to see things other people can't see. You're going to have a power other people don't have. I mean, truthfully, you know, the other night we were watching uh, Man of Steel, Superman. But truthfully, God has made us supermen, you know, superhumans in that way. He's given us a power. And, and how do we know that? Well, look at this first. He says, on what level? These, this power that surpasses, it's not just great, it's a surpassing greatness of His power toward us who believe. These are in accordance, or this power is on the level, and the, and the glory and the power, these, are in a, on the level of the working of the strength of His might, mm -hmm. not our might, yeah. on God's level. Yeah. His might. Mm -hmm. His might. And then He says, which He brought about in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places. So it's a glory of seat, sitting with him mm -hmm. and a power to bring him back to life from the dead, yeah. to break death, break hell, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And he just broke them. He's like, you have no more power. Boom. Yeah. 
and it was broken. That is the power and the glory that is an inheritance in every believer, yeah. everyone. It's a God-level power mm -hmm. that he's given out because of Jesus to yeah. every believer. And, yeah. he, and he says, look, Paul, the Holy Ghost says, look, Paul, you're going to have to pray for the people to see this. It's not just going to happen. You're going to have to be praying for that vision to be opened up. You're going to have to pray that the Holy Ghost will reveal how much this is and how strong it is. You're going to, and, and then he basically gives us a model that every leader and even every believer should be praying over themselves and the people that they're leading is pray that their eyes of understanding or the eyes of their spirit, the eyes of their heart would be opened and enlightened, that God would shine light so they would see it. So they will go, I, I'm not operating like a normal man. We're in this world, but not of this world. Yeah. We're in the world, but not of this world. As he is, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. All of a sudden, you start getting to the place. Mm -hmm. You start getting to the place where you see things on a different level, yeah. right? You walk on a different level. You know, this is this is why uh, Eli Elisha, when they're in the city, and they are being surrounded by their enemies, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden he goes, his, his servant's flipping out. You know, the servant's like, "Oh no, what are we gonna do?" He said, "Ah, uh, don't worry." <laughs> like the, he understands, we're operating in a different uh, a different kingdom. Yeah. He said, "Lord, open his eyes." Yeah. And the servant's eyes are open, and he sees the hills mm -hmm. surrounded by the angel armies of God. Mm -hmm. He says, more are with us than are with them. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, what kind of level is this? This is when you know, most people, even, even today, you start to talk about demons and stuff like that. I, I've watched preachers be like, no, I don't want anything to do with, do with that. It's like, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing? But then, what, what level did Jesus operate at? And as he is, so are we in this world. His foot touches the ground. The demon comes ble pleading, begging in front of him, please don't torture us. Yeah. That's an authority. That's a level of God, a glory that we're supposed to be operating in. Yeah. Yeah, well, in Mark 16, it says, these signs will follow those who believe. Or is it 16? Mm -hmm. Yeah. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. like, that, that's supposed to be in the lives of believers. Yes. They'll cast out devils. They'll lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. You know, that's a part of who we are as believers. Yes. Much much more pastors, you know. Yeah, we should, we should operate on that level as yeah. believers, you know, mm -hmm. and walk in our authority. And, and walk in a revelation that of who we are in Christ, yeah. you know, which Ephesians is a great book of that. We talked about that the other day. Yeah. Let's go a couple of chapters later, chapter 3, and then it says in verse 18, Ephesians 3, 18 through 20, it says that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints. In other words, there's not one saint that he doesn't want to comprehend this. Yeah. Every saint, every believer should be able to comprehend this. Mm -hmm. See, I, I watch a lot of pastors that want to be the, the end all with all of the people or ministers that want to be like the man, mm -hmm. you know. No, he wants every believer to walk in this. We're, yeah. we're giving you this broadcast uh, not so that we can tell you that we should be walking in this. We're giving you this broadcast so that you can see that you can walk in this. Mm -hmm. And because I don't want to just, if, if I'm the only one that's carrying power in the church, I've messed up. I've done a horrible job, right? 
I want, I want demons to be cast out by the believers. I want healing to happen at the hands of every believer. I want yeah. glory to be on every believer. I want that, that surpassing greatness of his power to be operating in every believer, not yeah. just me. I should lead the way in it. If I'm the leader, then I should, I should be the tip of the spear and breaking new ground and going forward and hunger and humility. Yeah. But I want it in every believer. That's why we're giving this broadcast. Yeah. I want it to be in you. I want it to be in me. I want it to be in everybody that's here in this. Yeah. Even if they don't know Jesus yet, I want, it, I want you to walk in the glory and the power of God. And you can simply by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You know, when you say, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life, I'll do what you say, and I believe you died for me, and I believe God brought you back to life, then you move in the righteousness and salvation of God. You become a part of his family, and now you have an inheritance. You have an inheritance. Yeah. So look at this. He says that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth. In other words, God wants us to see all around mm -hmm. what this inheritance is. Mm -hmm. And notice again, the Holy Ghost is saying, you're going to have to pray this out because mm -hmm. people are not going to get it with a normal understanding. It's yeah. going to have to be spiritually discerned like in Corinthians uh, 4, I think it's 2 Corinthians 4 where it talks about that. Mm -hmm. So he says, verse 19, and to know, not question, not be barely there. No, they get it. Mm -hmm. They know it. They have, they have a working knowledge, an intimate working knowledge with the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge. It'll go, in other words, I want you to know something that surpasses knowledge. Mm -hmm. I want you to know something that you're not going to be able to know yeah. unless the Holy Ghost opens it up. Yeah. Right? That you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. All right, so now let's answer the question. What heights can increased vision and knowledge take you to? Let's read that verse again. That you may be filled up to all of the fullness of God. What's the height? The fullness, the fullness of God. I ask you, put it in the comments right now. What's the height? of increased vision, heavenly vision, supernatural vision, and revelation. What's the height of it that God wants you to walk in? The fullness of God. Which what is, is limitless. That? Which is limitless. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, all right, now watch. And he says, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond. Four words describing, you know, how full and how far this goes. Yeah. Far, it's way off, more, far more, mm. way off and more than, it, than you thought it was, abundantly beyond. Mm -hmm. In other words, it's four descriptive terms of being multiplied out. You have an exponential yeah. revelation here, exponential vision that God wants to get to you. You know, beyond vision is, you know, that's addition. But when you start adding these words together and multiplying them together, abundantly beyond, that's a multiplied vision. Uh, that's a multiplied glory, a multiplied power beyond. That's a multiplied fullness. Then you have more abundantly beyond. That's multiplied, multiplied. That's an exponential vision, glory, and power. Then you have far more abundantly beyond. That's a multiplied, multiplied, multiplied beyond. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Right? It's an exponential vision, glory, and power of the fullness of God. In other words, it's so far out there, you're never going to see it with your natural mind. Mm -hmm. You've got to say, Lord, help me to see it. Yeah. Help me to see it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what are the heights? The heights are so high, it's hard for us to fathom. And when we fathom the next level, there'll be another one that's further beyond that. Yeah. We'll never exhaust that fullness because God himself is unlimited yeah. and God himself is where he's drawn us to. It's the fullness of God. Amen. It's the fullness of God. Wow. Far more abundantly beyond, according and uh, beyond all that we ask or think. And watch this. He makes it ours. Hmm. He says, according to the power that works within us. Hmm. Not the power that just works within God. Hmm. No, he says, look, I'm tell what I'm telling you is already within you. Yeah. It's within you hmm. now through Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wait a minute. There's something on the inside. Yeah, something, something more inside of you. All right. He says, and, and watch this, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So in other words, he says, I'm going to give you this stuff. I'm going to give it to you hmm. so that God will be glorified. I want you to walk it out. I want you to see it, to understand it, to know it, to the, and operate in the fullness of God. You operate in the fullness of God. You operate in the fullness of God mm. so that God can be glorified. Yeah. So if we don't operate in that, will God be glorified? Absolutely not. Yeah. So we've got to open ourselves up to what God's plan is and mm. say, what do you want me to do? How far do you want me to go? What do you want me to see? What do you want me to reach for and attain? Yeah. And we've got to say, Lord, open up my eyes. Show me, show me those things. We need, and we need to repent mm -hmm. for not thinking. Can you see, we talked about this yesterday, if we don't give ourselves to a big vision, it actually is a sin and it's immoral. Yeah. The morality of God gave the fullness of God to mankind. And for us to not grab a hold of that, we're not putting on godliness, we're putting on worldliness. Yeah. Yeah. To, so to look small, think small, we're literally putting on worldliness and the curse mm -hmm. instead of godliness and the blessing. Yeah. And we are not fulfilling our role as an ambassador of sin. So we must think larger. Yeah, well, I, I'm thinking of the verse that says we were like those who dreamed. And then the heathen said yeah. among themselves, the Lord has done great things. For yes. Us. You know, like yeah. the world should be looking at the believers and, and they should see that the blessing is, is on those who follow God, on yeah. those who they trust God. They should see it. They should, they, it's like you were saying before, the spiritual root changes the physical fruit. Yeah. They, they should see the physical fruit and recognize it's actually better to serve God. It's better yes. to be in the house of yeah. God. Life is better when you're, you know, like how many people say, oh, well, you know, I used to have a good life, but then I gave my life to Christ. And then, yeah. you know, you, like acting like life in Christ is the worst thing. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know why Christians think that that's what Christianity is. Because you don't, I don't read this book, see anyone come in contact with God and their life goes down. Their life always goes exactly. up. Exactly. Their life always yeah. goes up. And it's a tangible thing. You know, Dave, David said, surely I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Not, yeah. you know, in the sweet by and by, but I'll see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Jesus said, those who give up, you know, houses, lands, brothers, sisters, mothers, all these things for my sake. Yes. Uh, will receive a hundredfold, both in the life that now is 
and in the life that is to come. Yes. So he's so when he says like take up your cross and follow me, when he says you know those who seek to lose their life must those who lose their life will gain it, but those who try to keep their life will lose it. Yeah. He's not saying, oh, well, you know, if you come to me, you'll learn what a losing life looks like. Yeah. No, he's saying, put down what you think in your logical worldly mindset, put yeah. that down, and then you'll actually find what life truly is. That's Abundant right. life to the full till it overflows. Well, we see in 3 John 1, 2, where mm-hmm. he, he wants to increase us on this level yeah. spiritually. What's he doing? He's changing the spiritual root. Yeah so that the physical fruit can be changed, mm-hmm. right? But if yeah. we're not changed spiritually, then we won't walk in the physical changes, yeah. okay? We won't walk in the increase in finances, protection, mm-hmm. salvation, all of those things. Uh, we'll, we'll only walk in a piece of it. Yeah. But if we'll allow ourselves to become the servant, to become the one who is here to do the work of God, to grow spiritually. Mm -hmm. If we can grow spiritually, we can grow in every area. And so that's what, but you bring up a good point that's a great, you know, launching point for this. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right, if if God's plan, and, and I want you to hear this, think about this question. If God's plan is for His glory to be on you so that He might be glorified, Mm -hmm. His power to be on you, and, it, and he defined it. God defined it in that verse. I think it's Psalms 126. Mm-hmm. God defines it that even the heathen says yeah. he's done great things for them. Mm-hmm. All right, now ask, I want you to put it in the comments right now. What are things that somebody that doesn't even know God, what are things that somebody that doesn't even know God would say, man, God did something good for them, that mm-hmm. they would have to stop and recognize it and literally say, God's done some good things. What are some of those things? Think about it in our health, mm-hmm. in our life, yeah. in our business. Yeah. You know, what are some things? I want you to put examples, like tangible examples. If this happened, somebody would have to recognize it. Mm-hmm. If this happened, so let, and we'll, I'll start at spiritual. Mm-hmm. So one of the greatest testimonies that I have is my grandfather right on my dad's side he was such a heathen such a a a wretched man really and he was so known for being that Mm -hmm. that when he got born again and his life changed Mm -hmm. people got born again and came to know jesus just because of the change in his life Mm -hmm. they went if god can change champ right if god can change champ right that was what he went by and uh then God is real. (laughs) Even unbelievers went, God's real, right? There was such a change in his character and nature spiritually. So we're starting spiritually. Mm -hmm. Spiritually, there was such a change that they went, God's real. You know, God's real. Mm-hmm. You know, another example of that is, hey, Corey Johnson, I see you put that on. I saw Lisa Lim earlier as well. And uh, love you guys. So another thing is, you know, we have a testimony right now where uh, a young couple came into church and then, and their children were going to super kids here Mm -hmm. and their life started looking up so quickly and so fast Mm -hmm. that their, um, their parents said, something's going on, Mm -hmm. something's happening. And and I got to find out what this is. Mm -hmm. So the mom comes to church 
The Holy Ghost power touches her. His love touches her. Literally, she was crying the, the whole service. Like, I was like, I believe that's good, but she's been crying for an hour, you know? <laughs> and uh, But, I mean, really, the love of God ministered to her so much. But the reason she came was because the family had been touched by, watch this, the reality. Yeah of the power of God, mm -hmm. the reality of the love of God, the reality of the glory of God touched the family and the children so much she had to come. Yeah. When she started coming, there was such a difference. Her husband said, I got to go find it out. You know, and, and this is interesting because the first day that he came was a very different day in that service. And he didn't, he didn't necessarily see or understand logically what was going on or why it was happening. And literally his comment afterwards was, you know, I'm never going back there. Right? It didn't make sense to him. It, it didn't under, and, and he'll tell you. And uh, it didn't make sense to me. But then all of a sudden he said, but I can't deny what I'm seeing in, in them. Now, they weren't, they weren't heathen. They'd been going to church all their life. Yeah. But there was such a reality, such a difference. They're like, I can't, yeah. something's going on. I got to find out what this is. Yeah. They continued to come their whole life. And their whole view of God has completely changed. Mm. And they would tell you. And now they're on fire. He's at Impact University. He's growing like crazy. Their, their business is changing. Their life. I can see the joy and the hope of God on them. Yeah. Why? Because there was a reality of God's glory, not just talking about it. Yeah. Not just talking about it. What, what did we have? We had a couple of comments. Uh, Hannah said, the same thing happened to my grandpa. Our whole family rejoiced when he got baptized at 60. And he was a Marine and was a grouchy man. Yeah, Marines uh, but, can be that. Yeah, but God showed <laughs> off his glory. <laughs> Amen. So, that, um, that's yeah. the way it's supposed to be. Such a reality yeah. change. Not, not something you can't touch. Mm -hmm. A real change. Yeah. Uh, Amen. Barrett also said, physically, someone at death's door being supernaturally healed when the doctors were unable to. Yeah. yeah. So, and that, so if somebody gets, so we're asking for examples of what would an unbeliever say, yeah. God did that. Yeah. So if you have, that's a great example. Mm -hmm. You have somebody that is about to die unless God does a miracle. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they're supernaturally healed. Mm -hmm. People are going to look up at that. Yeah. They're, they're going to take yeah. notice. It's, yeah. it's going to be a marker in their life. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Uh, Nicole says, our daughter's life being saved. You know, we had people that literally testified to Jesus because of what happened uh, yeah. through Abigail and, and through God healing her and mm. delivering her, yeah. making her heart whole. Um, our finances going down, but somehow all our bills were met. Yeah, and so that was a situation where we were losing a thousand dollars a month mm -hmm. in finances. And before that, before we lost it, our nose was barely above water. So our finances go down a thousand dollars a month, mm -hmm. but somehow we actually are in a better position financially after that. And, and I've told people, I'm good at math, but I still don't know what happened. It was supernatural. It gets people's attention. Um, so she said, seeing family saved that seemed impossibly hard-hearted prior, getting a job that she wasn't qualified for, so many. 
Uh, Kevin Buck says protection from real danger, healing from disease, freedom from addiction immediately, uh, love showing up in someone that's been uh, really mean in their past, hope in someone versus despair. And even recently I watched a video of a young man that was a full out racist. I mean, legit, legit racist. Not, not a lot of times people are throwing the race card. This guy was a legit racist, you know, hated other races. And um, so, and other ethnicities. And um, I say that because the Bible says there's one race, the human race, and we've turned it, we've divided it more. There's different ethnicities, but there's one race, the human race. Yeah. All right, so, and, uh, but this guy is a full out, what we would define racist. He goes to a tent meeting. He gets born again, and immediately is completely healed of racism. Yeah. See, that's a power we need in America. Yeah. That's a power that we need in the world. And when people go, what happened to you? Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah. That catches people's attention. This is the kind of reality and glory that is going to make even unbelievers take notice and say, God's done something to them. Yeah. God's done something. Let, let's look at some more of these. It says, um, Serena says, I had unbelieving co-workers who couldn't understand how I was able to have so much peace in my life. God also supernaturally provided finances in our life. See, people will see these things and they'll yeah. notice. This is supposed to be an ongoing reality yeah. for believers, not once in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. It's an ongoing. Why? Because he wants to fill us with all the fullness of God. Yeah. And if we're filled with the fullness of God, this stuff's happening all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lisa says, when somebody has a tumor and they just disappear. Yeah, yeah, that'll catch your attention. Uh, go ahead. How uh, Nicole said, I had a threatening uh, co-workers, threatening lives at work, mm -hmm. and yet uh, they, she stayed in so much peace that mm -hmm. people were coming in and asking her to pray for them. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, even unbelievers, they, were just, they would come into her office mm -hmm. just to get filled with peace. They didn't even know what they were doing. Like, I just feel like I need to sit down in your office. Yeah. Right? That is a testimony. Mm -hmm. uh, Serena, healing in my life when I had stomach problems for months. Uh, Kevin says, a girl who is a cutter, and when uh, God touches her, the scars disappear. Yeah. Oh, man. That, that happened at you. Uh, I was actually there. That's a testimony from Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I was there yeah. at that youth camp when that happened. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like she came out the next day, like and like, she, like she had no, like she she had scarring all over because she was cutting her yeah, stomach. Yeah, She she came up th with the testimony the next day, saying, "I don't even have scars anymore. <laughs> like the, the scars were gone." It was, wow. It was a powerful testimony. So now I want you to see this mm -hmm. because, and watch this. Please pay attention to what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. All of those things that we just mentioned are things that every one of us yeah. can imagine. Mm -hmm. yeah. We can all think. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he says, I want to do abundantly, far more abundantly beyond all that we can ask or think. All of those things are things that we can ask and think. Yeah. So all of those are limited. Mm -hmm. But how yeah. much of the church, how much of the church has seen that? How much of the church has seen what we just described? Very little. Yet it's designed to be, all of these are real life testimony. I mean, what they gave me, I was asking them to give me stuff that they had. I know pretty much every one of those testimonies and almost every one is a testimony that's already happened. All of those things are things that we can ask for and think for. And God says, I want to do far more abundantly beyond yeah. that. 
That's the base level. Yeah, like Jesus said, what I've done and greater. And greater. That's the base level. Yeah. That's the beginning. That's where he goes into uh, Mark 16 that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Those that believe will lay hands on the yeah. sick and they shall recover. Mm -hmm. Those that believe. Yeah. Those that believe. So how high does God will this vision take us? Yeah. Okay. Right. So now I want you to see something. What would be, put in the comments right now, and, and don't, you don't, like, before we started teaching this, what would you say is a good income? Before we started teaching this year on this, what would you say is a good income? And if you were making it, like, you would probably do a praise dance at church. Don't ask me. I, mean, I would probably say 50000 50000 yeah. yeah, that's, that's good. Mm -hmm. It is good. Yeah. Yeah. 50000 would be a good income, right? What would you say? Put it in the comments. Before we started doing this, Corey said, a dream house built debt-free with no money saved for project, but from supernatural harvest from seed sown. Corey, remind me, I want to talk with you maybe later today or whatever. I want to tell you about something, uh, talking about your dream house, and I want to show you something that happened, and uh, it'll help you going on down later. So Kevin Buck says 150 k Johnny says 100 k Kevin Nowicki, more than 50,000. Hannah Sittler, 100,000. Okay? This is all good answers. Mm -hmm. I can remember a time where most people would not have said as much as what they're saying now. But see, they've been hanging around people mm -hmm. with bigger vision. And, and, and granted, now we're looking at it differently. Okay? Mm -hmm. yeah. But I want you to see this 75,000, 100,000. How many uh, put this in? Put this in here. Yeah, Johnny, PTSD completely gone. Amen. Amen. Serena, 70,000. Now, I want you to put this in here. Before you started coming and hanging around people of vision, all right? Sorry, just, I'm going to draw a line here, you know? All right. Draw a line. There you go. Now, below that, I want you to put, before you started hanging around with people of vision, what would you have thought was a decent income? Like you would, if you got that, you'd be happy. What would you put before you started hanging out with people of vision? What would you say? Wait, was the first one not that? No. I thought the first one was that. No, that's, that's before we started teaching this this uh, year. Before that. Yeah, before you even came to Boomerang, before you heard faith, before you heard that, what would you have said was a good income then? Probably like 40000 40000 mm. yeah. Johnny says fifty. Priscilla said, I thought fifty was good. Mm. <laughs> Hannah, I, I thank you for your honesty, Hannah. She says, enough to eat and pay rent, about 20000 Yeah. That's, that's honesty. Kevin, he thought 100 was good. F Lisa thought 40 was good. So you can see, now what you're seeing, Julie, 150. What you're seeing here is, what you're seeing is that people's thoughts before they started hanging out with people of vision and people of faith, it was lower. Yeah. It was lower. And then when they started hanging out with people of faith, it increased, yeah. and most of them, it looks like it about doubled. 
Serena says, in my field, I would have been happy with 40,000. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, now that we're talking about increased vision, and I don't want you to be like super spiritual. But, $10 billion. Yeah, I don't want you to be like super spiritual. I want you to, mm -hmm. all right, if this happened, you would be having a little praise dance. You know, this would, this would truly, truly move you. You would have, you would call pastor right away and tell him, now that we're going through this increased vision and God's opening your eyes to how big, what would move you to, what would move you? Where is that at? Barrett said, prevision thrilled with the idea of 30K. I, she was told I would never be able to make more than $34 per education limit. 34K per education limit. That'll be little, Barrett. Yeah. <laughs> so now, once you've been listening to vision, letting the Holy Ghost stretch you, Kevin Buck, three million per year to start. Three million per year to start. That's changed. <laughs> now watch this. He was at 150 before, mm -hmm. and before that at 100. You realize until he was able to see the three million per year to start, he wouldn't be able to get it. He couldn't touch it. He can't walk around it and make it his till he could see it. Now he's seeing it. Mm -hmm. Johnny, 150 to 200, just the salary. Mm -hmm. Corey says, before Christ, 250 a year is what he was shooting for. One million a year, he would dance with the shade strong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Priscilla, 250 and keeps increasing. Kevin, if I was getting paid 100 a year now, you'd be getting a call immediately, but I would not be happy with that to sit there, which is good. Mm. That's increased vision. Yeah. Now, can you see when we came around people of big vision, Julie Buck, 1 million. When you come around people of big vision, it increased. Yeah. When you have the foolishness of preaching, mm. your vision increases. Yeah. Can you see that? You're seeing, I'm seeing increase in every person Mm. supernaturally. Yeah. Now here's what I want you to see. We'll give another second or so. And see, this is why money makes such a great teacher because it, it can kind of put amounts on, you yeah. know, on that. Hannah says 200,000. These are great numbers. Yeah. Great numbers. Barrett, 250K would move me, but believing for higher. Yeah, I get that. All right, so now watch. So I want you to take what you just, you know, Kevin Nowicki, I don't think I'd be happy at 10 million a year. Good. That's good. Here's what I want you to understand. That all of those figures that you just gave is currently what you can ask or think. So how high, how high can vision take you? Exceedingly abundantly above. I've read that. <laughs> far, more far more abundantly more. beyond. Mm -hmm. Far more yeah. abundantly beyond all that you can ask or think, one translation says, imagine. Yeah. So you can see, like the highest one we saw on there was 10 million a year. Mm. You realize that 10 million a year is still little mm. to God. Yeah. Because you have the, what do you have available to you? You have available the fullness of God. Yeah. The fullness of God. Mm. You think God's capped at 10 million a year? No. No. <laughs> no, no way. Mm -hmm. 
No way. So you can see that we're thinking, you know, too low. Now, see, here's the thing, though, because, like, if I'm answering these questions honestly the way that I'm wanting you to answer them, if I got, let's say that my income just jumped right now to 200000 I'd be happy with 200000 yeah. I'm not talking about Nicole's. I'm talking about my personal one. Yeah. If it jumps $200,000, i am going to be really happy with 200000 So some of you might be thinking that, well, God, that's lower than what I thought it was, Pastor. No, I'm telling you, if it's at 200000 see, sometimes we can think up here, but we're not really being honest with ourselves. If we got a job for hundred grand, we would be pretty happy, you know. Uh, if I if mine jumped two hundred thousand, I'd be I'd be pretty happy. Now I wouldn't stay there. I wouldn't stop at that place. But I would be happy. Yeah. You see, you see what I mean? It would be. But I realize that that's something I can ask or think. So I don't even need to be uh, limiting myself. Now here's the thing. So a lot of people, the problem is their vision. They start to see like let's say their salary in the millions. They start to see their salary in the millions, and they won't take any job below that, and they miss out on the $200,000 income. And so the Lord, in other words, it goes back to what we were saying before, you know, well, I'm believing for a Lamborghini. Have you ever believed, you know, for a car? You know, have you ever received a car? You know, so let's get a car under your belt and then believe for another one in that way. Let's believe God for, you know, a job making that much, you know, a home at that and then and then stair step it. And so that's how we've done even in our uh, in our finances at the church. You know, we believed God for this amount and then we said, Lord, what's the next amount to believe for? It doesn't mean the the next thing that I can see it's what's the next word that you give your word on and rhema and revelation and faith and provision is on that word. What's that next level? Yeah. So that's something. That doesn't mean that's all I can see, but here, here's what I'm wanting you to, to get to and to see, that even what we're thinking is already too small. Yeah. Even what we're thinking is too small. Because if you just got, watch this, if you just got a job that made hundred grand a year, that's not going to make too many unbelievers turn their head. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Sure. That's not going to make them turn their head. Mm-hmm. And God's saying, I want to bless you in every area of life to the point that the heathens say, God has done great things for them. Yeah. The, the unbelievers say, God has done great things for them. Yeah. The unbelievers. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about a level that catches their attention. If you're making 500 grand a year, that's going to catch some people's attention. If you're in, you know, Stanley County, North Carolina, that's going to catch some people's attention. Yeah, yeah, that's going to turn heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you got a business doing that much, that's going to turn heads. It'll yeah. bug some religious people. But oh yeah, it'll irritate the religious. There but, will be persecution. But for it's it. the goodness of God that leads men to repent. That's right. It's when the goodness. See the goodness. Of God. I'm not worried about prideful religious people and their thoughts. I want the unbelievers' attention. Yeah. The religious people have their own attention. I want, I want unbelievers' attention. Yeah. And so it, that leads us to another question. Remember, all of this is for God's glory. Here, here's the thing that I want you to see is that if you are an unbeliever and you don't know Jesus, which means you don't have true love, right? Um, a lot of people don't understand that, but there's what we call love basically in the earth is an emotion, uh, but it's not true love. Okay, true love is 
the love of God. It's an agape love of God, a choice and commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. That's, yeah. that's the symptoms of true love. And so true love, you don't even have it if you don't have Jesus, which means you don't have the morals that you should. You can have, you can have a person that ultimately is pretty good, mm -hmm. but they still don't have a value on those morals. If yeah. they did, then they would accept Jesus. Yeah. So they don't have the value. So think about this. If you're an unbeliever, you don't have love, you don't have those morals, what do you care about whether or not I pray over my food or not? Or what do you care about my morals? So my morals are not going to affect you. My morals are not going to get your attention yeah. because you don't care about that. How can you care about it? You're not born again. Yeah. You, can't, you can't care about it. It, may, it means nothing to you because you don't have that even potential until you've received Jesus. Mm -hmm. So uh, when a religious person is touting all their morality, the unbeliever is like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Who cares? They don't, they don't give a rip about your morals. That does not catch their attention at all. But what catches an unbeliever's attention? Your fruit. Stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> can yeah. you bless me? Yeah. If I get around you, can you bless me? Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it, can I learn what you know if, if what you know is good? Can't, it, can, if I get around you, do you have the ability to maybe write a check and change my world? That catches an unbeliever's attention. Mm -hmm. Now you've got unbelievers who don't give a rip about morality, mm -hmm. but they do care about their life being more blessed. Mm -hmm. They care about themselves, right? They don't have the love and the morality. That's why it's for God's glory. Mm -hmm. Because when you catch the attention, because God's glory and, and things, the vision goes above and beyond, mm -hmm. goes above and beyond what you can ask or think, it not only catches Christians' attention, it catches unbelievers' attention. Yeah. And now the unbeliever says, I need to get around this guy. I need to get around this, this person because they, they got stuff and I want stuff. Yeah. But then when they get around you and, you and you don't say, they get around you and you don't say, yeah, well, I worked hard for it. You know? yeah. Yeah, I, I worked really hard and you know, I put in long hours. Well, anybody can do that without Jesus. They can put in long hours. Yeah. But not everybody can have no sorrow with it. Yeah. Not everybody can have the joy and the peace. Yeah. Not everybody can have the blessing and the joy. Yeah. The blessing and the peace. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. But when a Christian does that, and, and the Christian doesn't say, I worked hard for it. And they may have worked hard. They should have worked hard for it. But if they worked hard, who empowered them to work hard? Yeah. Who empowers the unbeliever to work hard? Mm -hmm. it, it rains on the just and the unjust. Mm -hmm. But when we say, I'm blessed yeah. because of Jesus, yeah. they'll go, wait a minute. Jesus blessed you with this stuff? Mm. Yeah, it really is true. Mm -hmm. I could not do this without him. He's the one who gave me the idea. He's the one who gave me the grace to work hard. He's the one who showed me and opened up my eyes to wisdom. Yeah. He's the one who opened up my eyes to a vision that was bigger than me. Yeah. And when they see that, all of a sudden they go, well, maybe I need to know this Jesus. Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to know God. Yeah. Maybe he's not who I thought he was. Yeah. Now you're changing my mind on who I thought he was. Mm -hmm. 
and God starts getting the glory. Yeah. Now, see, if we take God's glory by saying, well, I did it, and I worked hard, and I put in the hours. If we take God's glory, that's a dangerous place, and it is the exact opposite of how he wants his kingdom run. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Well, I was just thinking that's literally how Jesus operated. I mean, you look at uh, the story of Lazarus. People weren't, people weren't glorifying Jesus and saying, wow, Jesus is so good when Lazarus was in the tomb. Yeah. You know, like... They weren't saying, oh, well, they had faith till they died. I must know Jesus, this Jesus man. No, like they were questioning him. That's why yeah. Jesus wept. But it was when Jesus called Lazarus out. Yeah. That's when all, they were, they were, that's what, when all of a sudden they started glorifying. Because that's what Jesus said. The sickness is not unto death, but so that the Father may be glorified in the yeah. Son. And so when, when he called Lazarus out, people started glorifying God. They started recognizing who Jesus was. So much so that the Pharisees wanted to kill Lazarus. You know, like they were trying to conspire to kill Lazarus because of the testimony was so great that people were glorifying God through Jesus. Yeah. You know, and they didn't like that because they didn't like Jesus. Well, you see it through the book of Acts. You know, you see, you see it when Philip, the evangelist, was going around preaching and healing the sick and doing all these mighty miracles and people were, were uh, being led to the Lord in droves. Yeah. You know, when, when the fruit was manifesting, there, there, when, when people were being raised from the dead, people got, like, you, if you read through it, like, right after these things, people got saved. Yeah. You know, when, uh, who was it, Aquila got raised up, uh, whoever was yeah. made all those the blankets for people. Like, when she was raised from the dead, people got saved. When, like, these mighty, th this fruit was taking place, people were getting saved because they, they were seeing God's good. Yeah. They weren't getting saved when all these yeah. bad things were, like, you know what I mean? Like, they weren't glorifying God because, oh, well, this person got sick, you know, and, and you, yeah. know, you know, glory to God. You know, they, they must serve a real good God. No, people were getting healed and raised from the dead. And they were saying, wow, that's a good God. I want to know yeah. him. And because, because of the fruit of the, the goodness of God leading people to repentance, you know, that's, that's how our lives should be. That's why God wants to have us to have this kind of vision so that the heathen can look that's at our lives right. and see God's good. Yeah. Too many people think God's wicked and evil and messed up because, because a lot of well-meaning Christians are saying, oh, well, you know, God knows what he's doing. Yeah. God's sending this, you know, to teach us a lesson. God, you know, they, they might be well-meaning, but what they're doing is they're actually turning people away from God because they're saying all this tragedy and all these horrible things that, is, that has happened in your life, it's God. But it's not. Yes. It's not. It's it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. I don't know yeah. why we forget that there's a devil somehow <laughs> yeah. know, in the church. We forget that there's a devil who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, but, yeah. Well, you see the Acts 10.38, mm -hmm. you know of Jesus of Nazareth, yeah. how God anointed him yeah. with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Yeah. And we are witnesses of yeah. those things. Yeah. In other words, God wants people to witness of his goodness. Yeah. And how can he witness of his goodness if we are not mm -hmm. the hands and yeah. the feet, mm -hmm. the salt and the light of his goodness, mm -hmm. that we're not doing these greater things? And yeah. I want you to read this. In 1 John, uh, this is what I was referencing earlier, 1 John chapter 1 and verse 1 through 4. Yeah. Uh, what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes. So we're talking about physical things. We heard these things. We saw these things. Mm -hmm. What we have looked at and touched with our hands mm -hmm. 
concerning the word of life. And the life was manifested. In other words, it wasn't theory. It wasn't super spiritual. It wasn't woo-woo, you know, I, I don't know. You, you know, I feel something. It wasn't that. No, we saw it. We touched it. Yeah. It was manifest. Healing manifested in front of us. Provision manifested. We yeah. saw the loaves and the fishes. Yeah. We saw Lazarus who yeah. stunk come back to life. We were there when the coin came out of the fish's mouth. We were there yeah. when, when the storm rolled back when he said, peace be still. We were there. Yeah. All right. So that's what we're at here. Verse 2, and the life was manifested. See, life of God is more than just living. It's an overflow. This is what's called a zoe life. In the Greek, the word is zoe. It's an overflow in every area of life. In John 10, 10, I have come that you might have life to the full till it overflows. Mm -hmm. Right? I've come that you might have life in every area. Yeah. Healing, finances, mm -hmm. Peace, yeah. social, mental, life, yeah. full, 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 full life, right? And then he says, he says, the life was manifested, and we have seen, and we testify, and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also, so that, now watch this, he says, we're telling you these things for a reason, and here's the reason. So that you too may have fellowship, fel uh, fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. These things we write so that our joy may be made complete. In other words, our, the completion of our joy is that the things we saw and touched and saw manifested, you also will have fellowship with us yeah. and see and touch and have manifested in your life. Yeah. That's how we can have fullness of joy. And see, that's how a pastor can have fullness of joy. That's how a leader can have fullness yeah. of joy. That's how a business owner can have fullness of joy. Mm -hmm. That the yeah. things that we see and touch pertaining to the fullness of life doesn't just happen in our lives, but it happens in every person's yeah. life, every employee's life, every congregation member's life, that they're touching these things. They're praying and they're seeing manifestation and they see the healing in front of their eyes and they feel the yeah. peace of God and they watch the storm roll back. Yeah. You know, they, they see these things. Yeah. And that's what John's saying. Look, we're not talking about some super spiritual something. Mm -hmm. We're talking about well, that you never see that you might feel every now and then. No, we're talking about the reality of a vision of God so high that it blows people's minds. Yeah. It blows their minds what God would do for them because he's that good mm -hmm. and he wants to pour out the fullness of God. Yeah. And so what I want to tell you today is this. Everything that you think and have thought up to this point God wants to blow it away. Yeah. Do that and beyond. Mm -hmm. He won't he doesn't want to just give you, you know, a hundred thousand. He wants to give you ten million, a mm -hmm. hundred million. And he can. And he will. Right? He doesn't want you just to pray for somebody's cold and it goes away. He wants to he wants you to raise people from the dead. Yeah. You. You. Mm -hmm. Not just me, not just you. Mm -hmm. Every believer. He wants, he wants you to see the fullness of his power, so much so that even unbelievers go, whoa, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. I, I need to pay attention here. Mm 
And that's true. This is supposed to be normal, mm. not just every now and then. Yeah. Normal fullness of God manifesting in people, not just every now and then. So what are the heights that this vision will take you to? You can't even imagine it right now. Yeah. But yet, imagine what you can, and God will manifest that, and then when you get there, he'll give you more. So let's take what we have so far. So in other words, let's say that right now you're making you know, 20, 20 grand a year, right? Let's say that right now you're making you know, 20 grand a year. Mm -hmm. Believe God for 30. Believe it, you already know. You already know. If you've been listening at all, he wants to take you higher than that. Mm -hmm. Believe him for 30. Mm -hmm. When you get to 30, believe him for 40. Mm -hmm. you know? When you get to 40, believe him for that. Ask mm -hmm. the Lord what to do. You know, talk to your pastor. Say, is this what I should be believing for? Because I, I watch a lot of people. They try to, you know, they, they try to super spiritualize stuff and reach, reach so high. And God didn't tell them that. They're just assuming. They're in presumption. Mm -hmm. And presumption doesn't have the, the backing of provision. Mm. You know? Presumption doesn't have the backing of provision because presumption's not in faith. Yeah. So they're trying to attain something God didn't tell them to attain right now. He said, what is he telling you to believe for right now? Yeah. Right now. Go to that. But then keep dreaming. Keep seeking. Keep stretching your eyes of faith out there for vision. Mm -hmm. Look higher. Set your eyes on things above, not on things below. And so you start setting your eyes, and the more you can see, if you kind of think about it, if I'll reach way out there with my vision, it's, it's going to drag me with it. And so I might not be at the $10 million a year, but all of a sudden I'm at fifty. I might not be at the 20 million a year, but I'm at 100,000, yeah. you know. And, and all of a sudden, we keep going and stretching that vision, and he keeps fulfilling and manifesting that, those things. We have to, exactly, Corey said, take one step at a time. Yeah. Use what's in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, Corey. <laughs> that, I, he and I were just talking about that. One step at a time. Just that's it. Just you don't have to be worried about all the steps. Just yeah. take one. Yeah, just put one. Foot just put one foot in front of the other. That's it. So God will provide. Yes. Yeah. Hand him one fish, and he'll multiply it. What Fair was that? I was I was quoting. Uh, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh. One foot in front of the other. Amen. Ta -dum, ta -dum. Amen. Right. So God wants to take you to heights that are far more abundantly beyond. Yeah. And when you even get there, there'll still be more, far more abundantly beyond that. Amen. These are realities. This is not a pipe dream. This is not a theory. This is the reality of God's word. Mm -hmm. It's the reality of his word. Amen. And he wants to do it through who? Me. Every believer. Yeah. Amen. And it will bring who glory? It'll bring God glory. When he takes his glory and puts it on you, yeah. it'll bring him glory. Mm. Now, the issue is we've got to remember who our provider is. Who gave you the power to get up today, to think, to breathe? Who created your body to see so you could drive somewhere? Who gave you the ability to store information and be skilled and, and schooled at what you do? That all was God. That's all blessings of God. You know, who every good and perfect gift comes from Him in James 1.17. It's all Him. Yeah. So when people are asking you, how did this happen? You remember Him and you give Him glory. And if you are that type of person that can give Him glory, mm -hmm. then He's the type of person that, that He wants to keep pouring it through you. Yeah. But if you're going to take His glory, 
and you're going to use it for you, then why should he keep giving it to you when somebody else will give him glory? Because you taking his glory is not going to help people. Just ask Herod. Yeah. <laughs> but, well with him. Yeah. yeah. Who? Herod. Herod, yeah. yeah. No, it didn't. He died instantly. Yeah. And so he took God's glory. Yeah. And he, and he let people praise him instead of God. That was New Testament. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you take God's glory, that's not going to help people. Yeah. But if you give God glory for what he's doing in you, and it was all him, yeah. then God says, I, this person uh, can help other people because he'll give me glory. Mm -hmm. Right? That's why when people say, hey, Pastor, I appreciate that. Thank you so very much and everything. Uh, you'll hear me say it a lot. I write it a lot. I text it a lot. type it out a lot. God is good. He is faithful. He is so good and faithful. It's him. He gets the glory for it. Because if I did something good, I promise you, it was him at the root of it. It was all him. You know, like, Well, you had to choose. Who gave me the choice? Who empowered me to make the choice? Who told me that that was the right choice? It's all him. It's him, it's him, it's him. He gets the glory, yeah. always. It's always him. That's a, a place of humility. God wants to do great and mighty things through you. Yeah. And this is why we've got to look with eyes of vision and see higher than we ever have been before. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, lead them in uh, sowing. Well, guys, we sowed this broadcast into you, and this was a powerful broadcast. I want to tell you, like, as we're increasing our vision, yeah. you know, the spiritual root determines the physical fruit. Yeah. You know, and, and everything that we do, we do it because we love God, because we want to honor God and give God the glory. And we, so one of the things we do is we sow this broadcast into you. And we just want to encourage you, you know, if the Lord is leading, if the Lord is putting it on your heart uh, and on your spirit to sow today, uh, yeah. we have it right there on the screen, the different ways you can, you can give. You can go to giveww.org. Uh, Cash App, we have Facebook, you can comment, hashtag donate, text to give, we got Bitcoin, we cryptocurrency, we got all that stuff. So, uh, so guys, if the Lord's leading you to sow, we want to encourage you, sow into a higher vision. And I want to encourage you, sow, sow, sow a seed worthy of a, of a greater harvest. Yeah. You know, sow a seed yeah. worthy of the vision that you're believing God for. Because, uh, you know, one of the reasons why... And this is something that the Lord's been kind of showing me is one of the reasons why we don't have like $10 million harvest because we haven't sown $10 million seeds. You know, we haven't so sowed those. It's pretty simple. Seeds. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, so because what did Paul say? Those who sow sparingly reap sparingly, but those who sow bountifully, they will reap bountifully. Yeah. So, so sow according to your level of expectation. Sow according to that yeah. vision and God will bless it. God will bless it. Um, so, so, so. <laughs> Amen. Well done. Amen. <laughs> well, that that's really true. We've got to uh, seek the Lord. If we mm -hmm. keep if we keep sowing and believing at the same level, then what we're showing is that we haven't allowed vision to increase. Now mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you write checks you don't have. It just yeah. means you need to be believing God. Like mm -hmm. Nicole and I will believe God. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, let's say that a regular offering is you know fifty dollars or a hundred dollars, right? Mm -hmm then we're going to be believing God for that to increase. Mm -hmm. We're going to constantly be believing God for that to increase. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to sit there and be happy to write the same amount, you know, in a service as a normal amount yeah. 
for a year or two or three. It yeah. needs to increase. I need yeah. to believe God for it to go higher. Yeah. And um, so we've done that multiple times. The Lord comes through. And that what that is is that's seeing with eyes of faith to move there. doesn't mean that the day I decide to do it, I change it. It means that I start believing God purpose in my heart to sow more. That means he'll give me more seed. Yeah. And as he gives me more seed, then I can then I can plant that, but I've got to purpose it in my heart first. So, amen. amen. What you're saying is very true. Let's just pray over everybody that's sowing. Thank you, Priscilla, for that seed. I see that. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, Father, pouring out on people's lives. Father, open up vision. Open up our eyes. Let us see so clearly what is your will. Lord, let us see the fullness of your glory and your power that you want to pour out in people's lives. Father, we praise you and we worship you. you. We give you the glory, Lord. Lord, we will give you the glory. Let our lives, let the lives of everybody that's sowing today, let their lives be a testimony to unbelievers in Jesus' name. Let their lives be a testimony to unbelievers in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Let it cause heads to turn in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Multiply those seeds on far more abundantly beyond. Father, in Jesus' name, let them be multiplied. And we just praise you for it, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that seed, Kevin. I see that. Lord, let it be blessed. We praise you, and we thank you. Amen. Glory to God. Well, thank you. We're going to have some more good stuff for you tomorrow, and uh, we just praise God for you. We love you. And uh, listen, if you haven't been watching, you know, I know a lot of people have been watching every day, but if you haven't been watching, uh, that we have been covering some stuff, and it builds. It's like one revelation, then it builds on the next, then it builds on the next, then it builds, and all of a sudden you're at a place you couldn't even see before, but you have to start. So if you haven't been watching, go back to the beginning of this year. Look at these. Listen to these uh, messages on what's the word and let the Lord start opening up that vision so you can see higher than you ever have before. It'll be right here. (laughs) Right there? Right there. That's where you're going to put it? Yeah. (laughs) That'll be awesome. Mm -hmm. I look forward to seeing that. Anyway, we love you so very much and uh, have a great, great day.